You're listening to the Dreamer in the Details podcast with me, Dylan Ferlano. I'm an entrepreneur, photographer, and your biggest cheerleader along this journey. I'll be here with some of my favorite bloggers, influencers, business owners, and more to help you dream bigger and get all of the details on how to make those dreams come true. Think of this as your personal invitation to our group chat. We're so excited to have you. So today on the podcast, Jenna is back to interview me yet again. Yikes. I have some exciting news that I wanted to share, and I figured that Jenna was the perfect person to come on and help me talk through that, announce that, process my feelings. Um, We laugh, we tell stories, we go on tangents. Um, A lot of you reached out and said you really enjoyed Jenna hosting the last podcast, which as you can tell goes to her head as she threatens to take the podcast away from me. But really, I'm so glad to have Jenna back. She's such a great friend, and she always knows just what to ask and how to keep me honest. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Quick note before you start listening, you'll notice that there are some technical difficulties at points where Jenna and I are both talking. Um, Maybe it was the universe that decided that we were talking too much or that we shouldn't be talking over each other. I don't know. I hope you'll bear with it. We haven't had this problem before and we haven't had any sense recording this. So this was kind of a one-off and I hope you'll just be patient and you can still get a lot of out of this episode. So uh, welcome back to the Dreamer in the Details podcast <laughs> with your new host, Jenna. Uh, I am uh, your returning host, Jenna. It's been a little bit of a hiatus. But uh, we have our favorite guest back on the pod today, uh, Dylan of Dreamers in the Details podcast. I like how you just took over hosting. Like you were like, I've got this now. I will do the intro. I will. (laughs) Just coming for my job, folks. Coming for my job. This is when everybody learns that it's my secret ambition in life to just be a podcast host. And I didn't know how to do it myself. So, oh, see, I, I just you say your ambition was to be me. Wow, that's <laughs> that, that's revealed on the next podcast, right? Like, I'm trying to re- weave a story here, Dylan. <laughs> I got you. Sorry, I blew the ending. I'm really sorry. <laughs> spoiler alert that's gonna be the title of this podcast, but really, kind of spoiler alert because oh my god, uh, I think. You have some news to share that you are a full-time entrepreneur now. Yes, and... that, yes, yes. That is the the secret is now. I guess officially, officially, oh. at least everyone who listens to the podcast. So. <laughs> so, do you mind telling us how that happened? Like the last time I was on my podcast, um, <laughs> the last time we sat down, we talked about you moving from travel blog to photographer and focusing on photography in your content and your blog and all that. But can you really take us through in more detail from there to now, I guess, or even maybe backtracking a little bit? Yeah. So backtracking a little bit, because Jenna, you know, there were very few people who sort of knew that at the time the podcast was launching, I was Mm -hmm. transitioning to being a full-time entrepreneur, but I was very nervous about what everyone would say, even though I knew it would all be lots of like lovely comments and things. I was concerned about there being a lot of like, well, aren't you nervous? And like, how are you going to do it? And all this stuff. And I was like, yes, I, all of those <laughs> things are true. 
And I don't, I just, I needed to kind of transition in my own time. So what had happened was at the end of last year, 2022, I -hmm. had taken on a marketing consulting gig kind of part-time. Some folks don't know. I also do some marketing consulting on the side. I mostly do photography, but I do have a background in marketing, blah, 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 not relevant. But so I took (laughs) on a big, a a big client that was going to be a monthly part-time gig. And I started to run the numbers in December and went, I might be able to make this work. Like this, this could be the bridge from having a day job with a side business to at least taking the step out into being a full-time entrepreneur. So I signed the contract saying I would accept the position. It was the Friday before Christmas and I got onboarded the week between Christmas and New Year's, which was a crazy time to do it, and then left my full-time job officially January 27th. So it's been about two months, just over two months now, that we've been doing the full-time entrepreneur gig. And it's still kind of weird to say that to people. When they ask me what I do, I like forget that this is now my full-time job. I don't have a, a caveat or another thing to say on top of that. Right. X and I also blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. I'm so used to the, I also do this or when people go, do you do that full time? And I would say no, hopefully someday. And then I catch myself now and I'm like, oh wait, someday is now. Right. You are living in someday, which is so incredibly cool. And that's such a huge and, and massive switch, I'm sure in your life. Right. So what's your work from home daily like? Yeah. So I stole this system from there's a bunch of people who I've seen do it. So I didn't make this up. Um, Amy Porterfield talks about it. I think she took it from Michael Hyatt. Shanna Skidmore talks about it, like a bunch of people. But it's the idea that you have like three big things that you want to accomplish for the day. Mm. The feeling that if you accomplish those three things, then you will feel like you had like a satisfactory or like a successful day. Because I think part of entrepreneurship and setting your own schedule and having your own business, right, is how do you turn it off? How do you at the mm, end of the day yeah. feel like I did enough, right? Because it's so easy to have a to-do list that's, you know, 8 million things long that you're never going to get done, right? Even if you were 100% <laughs> your most productive every single day for a year, you'd probably never get it done, right? Because we're always thinking of other things or ways things to be better or yeah, whatever. Or what's next? Yeah, what's next or what's the next shiny idea that's not really going to pan out or what's the thing that seems fun but isn't actually making you any money, right? We're all guilty of that too. Um, So the thing that I really try to do is the night before map out three things that I want to accomplish the next day and that if I can get those three things done – I will feel like I had a successful day. And on Sunday nights, I try to map out what are my three or four bigger goals for the week. So then I have something to break down every day in terms of thinking through what are my three steps. Because I'm notorious for if I don't have something written down, I'll sit at my desk and be like, hmm, I have nothing to do. And like, that's not true. <laughs> but for some reason, the brain doesn't kick in, right? I'm just like, this, this yeah. is nice. What am I, what am I going to do? And it's like, last night I had 8 million things I wanted to do. So it's about, for me, the night before, or like as I'm closing out, the mm-hmm. day, right, which is usually around like 3 or 4 o'clock, I try to be pretty good about that. Um, and thinking through what what needs to happen tomorrow to take those steps towards my bigger goals 
for the week and breaking those things down into smaller, smaller tasks and then trying to prioritize those. So like for today, this podcast recording was at the top of the list of priorities, right? But mm-hmm. yesterday or the other day, the the priority was like you and I getting together and kind of thinking through like questions and themes and top like that right. is the priority. So then, and then tomorrow the priority will be editing the podcast. And then the day after that is putting together the social media stuff and the email. So then the podcast is ready to go out, right? So then what felt like a really big project has become for smaller tasks, right? Or for things that don't feel as overwhelming as just writing down, you know, record and get podcasts published <laughs> like that. Okay, great. So in all of this huge transitioning and all of it, how are you? Um, I think so being an entrepreneur and going full time and doing all this has been a roller coaster, I feel like of emotions, not that I didn't expect that. But I think living it was a little bit different. One of my 2023 personal goals was to journal every day, which I'll admit I was a little bit uncomfortable with. And it felt a little bit like too, um, like woo woo or manifesting the universe for me. But um, I listened to um, Jeff Kutcher's podcast. Um, and she had talked a lot about journaling and how she also felt similarly to me in terms of it, it feeling like, is it something that really would work for her? And um, you can check out her, her podcast is called the Gold Digger Podcast. Um, and you can check out her whole episode about it. But basically, um, I've been journaling now every day and I don't really read my past journals, but prepping for this, I sort of looked back mm. January when the transition, the decisions had been made but the transition hadn't officially happened yet. So I was sort of living in this little bit of limbo where I knew it was coming, but it, this like full time hadn't happened yet. And I have really, I feel like I've gone through the ringer of all the emotions. Right. And I still some days do that. Right. And I also (laughs) want people to feel like that's okay. And that's normal. Cause I, I think when you tell people, you went full time with your own business, right? They're really excited for you, which is awesome. And I appreciate that. But I think they also don't always imagine that like you can also feel every emotion before lunch, just like you could at a corporate job, right? That's not to say it's only entrepreneurs. For sure, right. Frustrated and sad and inspired and happy and you know everything all at once before lunch. But it's a little bit different when you're by yourself or there's no one, you know, I'm not sitting in a room of people, right, who are all frustrated at the same thing, or who are all trying to work on a different piece of the same goal. It's like, I'm sitting in a room by myself, looking around going, well, there's only one person here to figure this out. So I guess (laughs) better get on that. Um, So yeah, it's, it's been really great. But it is just, there's a lot of, I think, managing your own feelings and reactions and remembering that, like, you want to be super productive, but you're also not a machine and, like, mm. not letting not letting this just take over. And I'm trying to be really cognizant of the fact that the line now between my personal life and my business is the most flexible it's ever been, which I didn't necessarily anticipate but it is. And I have to be really careful of the fact that I I did not start this business to work all the time. I did not start this business to then 
like let it run me, right? And I try to remember that I run the business, the business does not run me. Instagram does not run me, right? All of this mm. stuff is are tools at my disposal, but also I have to have a life. And that was the goal of owning my own business was to have the flexibility and freedom to have a life and to say yes to the things I wanted to do and to not have to say, no, I can't do something. I don't have the PTO for it. Or no, I can't do this thing in the middle of the day because I have to be at work. Right. That was the dream. And I don't want that to get lost in my own, you know, determination and desire and all that stuff, which is great, but it's, it's not, it's not the end goal. Right. So I guess the full answer to your question is I'm doing good and trying to manage my emotions better. So lifelong goal. I was about to say, I think that that's everyone's <laughs> question mark. Like, I don't know if you can do it. I hope, I hope that it's the doing good part, but definitely the managing our emotions, right? It's, that's a lifelong. And I think it changes in different seasons of our life too. Totally. Totally. Okay. Since we had so much fun last time, you know that I had to come up with another lightning round. Are you going to provoke a fight in the middle I am of not, I don't think well, did I shouldn't time. say that. <laughs> That's a real question. I am a little bit of an instigator, as we know. Um, True. So we'll see. But I think I stayed away from fairly controversial. There's one that I feel like is semi-controversial, and we'll get to it. Um, but Great. otherwise, I think we're good. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait to start another fight on the podcast. Since it's your podcast now. Right. Uh, thank you for coming on my podcast. Um, <laughs> are you lots of little breaks throughout the day or big breaks with lots of work in between so i another podcast i listened to which i also cannot tell you i think this was amy porterfield so i that one will mm. will give her um is someone was talking about how we really can only focus for about 60 to 90 minutes at a time and then are meant to take a break I'm not a scientist. I have no idea if that's true. It <laughs> felt true to me when I heard it. I was like, oh, that seems about right. Like that you can really work in the zone for about 60 to 90 minutes. So I try to follow that quote unquote a little bit. And I try to be really good about if I'm going to take a break, I actually take a break because I think I was mm. guilty for a long time of kind of like half taking a break, but like, uh, oh, wait, I'll just answer this email and oh, I'll just yeah. answer, answer emails out. through lunch or something. Yeah. And like, I, that doesn't, that doesn't work. Right. I also, um, I'm a runner, which we didn't get to, and we don't need to get to today, but, um, I use the Nike run app and they have guided runs on there. And one of the things that one of the runs talks about is how we have to like be good at resting because resting is then like setting us up for the next run basically i kind of butchered that but that's that's the concept right it's said more eloquently by <laughs> coach bennett shout out to coach bennett but um yeah so i try to be really conscious of if i'm gonna work i'm gonna work and if i'm right. going to take a break i'm going to take a break and i'm not going to muddle the two so then i'm doing kind of like not great resting and not great work because then I'm just spinning my wheels for nothing, right? And right. it's not worth Nothing's it. getting done, really. Exactly. Yeah, that makes total sense to me. And absolutely, especially it relates to running and, or excuse me, even the physical activity outside of running, right? Like you need the rest. Uh, would you rather listen to music or read a book? Oh, that's a great question. I I think both. Yeah, I, I think it depends on what's, what's going on. Yeah, I'm not going to pick one. I will not take <laughs> you making me choose between those two things. Rejected. 
<laughs> listen to an audiobook or listen to a podcast? <laughs> oh, definitely a podcast. I'm not a, I used to be a big audiobook person. I have trouble for some reason focusing and like really following through the audiobook, but I'm in full support of people who listen to audiobooks. This is not me being like, you didn't read the book if you only listened to it. Not true. Yeah, no. I, not true. It's just not, not for me right now. I would rather read the book or listen to the podcast, but not listen to the audiobook. That makes sense. Are you a fiction or nonfiction? Mostly nonfiction. I don't know how I got here. Um, I used to be a big fiction reader, and now all of a sudden all I want to do are read books about obscure historical things. Like maybe I'm secretly an 80-year-old grandpa. I don't know. But nonfiction, for sure. Nonfiction. Do you read anything related to your work? Sometimes. So right now I'm reading Radical Candor by Kim Scott, which I also heard about on a podcast and then talked to someone who had read it because I'm always a little bit skeptical about those books that like catch fire and everyone's like, you have to read this business self-help pack book, whatever, because I found a lot of times they're not as good as people say they are. But I am super into Radical Candor. It's about how you communicate. It's it's about really communicating as a boss. Um, but I think, oh, honestly, it could be really useful in all facets of life, obviously tweaked a little bit. But, um, you know, I figure my life has been, I think, a little bit me preparing for the next stage before I get there. Like, I listen to all these entrepreneurship and podcasts and books and everything in the three years where I was still working a day job and wondering if it was ever going to happen. So now I feel like I'm still doing that, but also adding some things in about like management or being a boss, because maybe one day that will happen. This is not a breaking news thing. I don't have any plans right now to hire anybody, <laughs> but like maybe someday. And I kind of feel like I'm prepping now for like, that is the next, maybe the next step for me. And hopefully I will know something about it by the time I get there. So Radical Candor by Kim Scott. Big recommend. I'm like halfway through. Nice. Really Love that. Okay. So we talked about planning a lot. Are you a digital or an analog planner? Oh, definitely an analog planner. I don't know how people manage a schedule on their phone. Like, I just don't know how they do it. I, I do not understand. I commend you people for it. But like, Can't I have a paper planner and then we have one on like the refrigerator. That's like the month. And then you write with the dry erase markers and then I try to write down the things for my week on a little whiteboard in my office, too. So mm. essentially, the dates are written down three different times because I cannot be trusted sometimes. Either the date's in there forever, and in five years, I'll be able to tell you what I was doing on that date, or I can't Correct. remember my appointment date, and I show up to the dentist a week early, and I'm sitting in the waiting room, and the receptionist has to come in and be like, um, your appointment is, is next week, but it's really nice to see you great thank you so much thank you i'll see you next week yep see you next week so i too am a paper planner i i love my planner i love a big bullet journal fan so are you colored pens are you monochromatic like are you color coding everything or is everything like blue or black ink um so that's a great question too this is the flight question this is where it's going down oh is it oh great i didn't know that so now i'm scared I have, so I have four different color pens, which was really just because that was the pack that CVS had the day that I decided I was going to color code things. Um, so I have personal is blue. Let's see if I can do it off the top of my head. Personal is like a, a navy. Financial is like a teal. Um, social media, email, anything that's getting like posted or sent out is like a pink. It's almost like the Instagram pink. 
And then it's like a goldeny mustard yellow is like um, professional obligations, right? So like if I have a shoot, if I'm going to an mm. event, if I if I have to do something, right? But it's for the business that's in that color. And then everything else. So my planner that I use is from Shanna Skidmore, who is epic and you guys i don't think she does instagram but she has a website and she does a lot of um resources for entrepreneurs and um she has monthly and quarterly check-ins so all of that stuff where i'm talking about like feelings or like stuff like that or listing things that happened is all in black because it doesn't fall into one of the four colors interesting are we gonna gonna fight i don't i'm I'm waiting no 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 no. i too am a color-coded person um I won't get into the list of colors because it's, it's a lot. It's, uh, it's overwhelming, um, for people to look at my planner. So I, we're not, no, but if you were a monochromatic, I might have to, I was going to try to convert you. Um, so what's your go-to, I'm a bit burnout TV show. Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I'd say Gilmore girls, but that's going to start a fight as it did the last time. (laughs) We can agree on Gilmore girls (laughs) generally. (laughs) Um, I do love, I love some early new girl. Um, Nick Miller is always a great moment. Some of those episodes are so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite Nick Miller quote is, I'm not sure I can read. I just memorized a lot of words. So gets me every time. Yeah. Right. Um, right now I'm watching Riverdale, but that show really stresses me out because they're always up to something nefarious and dangerous. So drama. I wouldn't say <laughs> too much drama, too much darkness. Like, that's not making me feel better about the world. I was about to say, that's not an unburnt out comfort watch, I feel like. That's... No, that's like, I have 20 minutes for lunch and, like, let's see what these crazy kids are up to today. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think so. New Girl, Gilmore Girls, uh, Parks and Rec. I, mm. I love if I need If I'm having a day where I don't feel inspired, I need a Leslie Nope, like, 25 minute hit of. A feel good, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, so probably one of those three. Okay, so what's your go-to I'm a bit burnout activity? Is that different than watching television? If it's different than watching television. Which, if it's not, that's fine. <laughs> Definitely. For me, I got to, like, get up and move. So I think I try to make myself take a walk, not not run, right? If I'm burnt out, I'm not trying to push myself to do something else because I find mm. that I will get to the point of, it's like, well, I'm not good at this either. And it's like, yeah, okay, because you're already burnt out and tired and then decided to be like, let's run five miles. What a terrible plan. No, no. (laughs) So it's like put on a podcast or put on some music and just get outside and take a walk, right? Even if it's a short walk, just to try to focus on something else or do like some sort of crafty thing that I pretend that I know how to do. Something that feels like the stakes are very low and it's just about the act of doing it. It's not about we're not accomplishing anything. We're not worried about the high level of production, right? We're just, we're doing the thing for the sake of doing the thing. Yeah, totally. I totally get that. And I I believe in the power of the walk, right? Just like getting out of your space when you're feeling totally. totally. Do you have like a set morning routine or a set night routine or both? And what does that look like? I don't really, they tend to make me feel very, um, like caged in because I tend to be somebody where if I say I'm going to do something or I say I have a routine, if I don't do it, it tends to become like a, oh my God, I'm such a failure. I didn't do it. Right. So in like the first couple of weeks after I, I started working full-time from home, I was able to really, I was getting up 
at the same time, making my coffee, sitting down, working for like 90 minutes straight and was able to pull that off for like three weeks. Right. And I was like, I'm crushing this. I think things were, were throwing that schedule off and it started to become where I was like, well, now this is a terrible day because I didn't do, I didn't do it the way I wanted to do it. Right. And that five seconds. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I just try to adjust what does it mean for me to have a successful morning? So I do try to get something oh, off of that. my top three done pretty early on. And I try to make it the thing that I really don't want to do. Um, that way it's done. Yeah. That way I'm like, well, I've already crushed today because I did the one thing I really didn't want to do. And it's only 10 o'clock, right. Or whatever time it is. Yeah. Um, so morning routine, I try not to be too hard on myself with, Nighttime routine, I try to be really good about when I'm done working, sitting down and thinking through for the next day, what do I need to get done while kind of I'm still in that headspace and trying to do Mm. the like, did I write in my journal? Did I pick my top three? How are my weekly goals going? What do I have to do tomorrow? Right. Just to kind of keep those thoughts in my head. So that way, when I'm done with work, I'm actually done with work. I'm not thinking like, oh, I didn't pick my top three. So now at 8.30, I have to go back and do it, right? Or just having that like lingering feeling that there's something you have to do. I'm trying to avoid that and trying to keep work contained to a certain amount of time per day, if possible, right? It's not always possible. Sometimes things come up in the middle of the day and that means I have to work later than I would like, but generally trying to kind of shut the work stuff down around 4, 4.30, Right, and, and be done with it and shut it yeah. up. Yeah, I think that's so important, especially in the work from home space of having that boundary. Because if not, you'll just work forever. Sure. And I mean, I spent so many years because I had a side business, right? Working all day mm. at a day job to then come home and work more. And I don't regret that time. And I think that still, for a lot of us, that is key. Like, we have to do that. But I don't of course, want that yeah. to become. Um, like the way that I live the rest of my life, right? I pushed so hard for those amount of years to not have to push that hard now or to not have to push in that way, at least. I'm not saying we I don't work hard or other entrepreneurs don't work hard, right? But I'm not interested. I'm not interested in the, I got up at 4 a.m. and I didn't stop working till 9 p.m. I don't think that that's no. a badge of honor. I don't think that that is something to be proud of. I don't think that that's sustainable. And I am trying to make sure and be very vigilant about the fact to not that that is not the lifestyle that I want, and it's not the lifestyle that I want to inspire in other people. Right. And I don't want other or people project, to see, right? That's yeah, not <laughs> totally. Like that's not. I don't want people to look at me and be like, "Well, that's what she does. So that's what I have to do." No, I want people to look at me and say, "She has a thriving, successful business, and also a really full life, and gets to do what yes. she wants to do." And like that. If somebody's looking at me like that's what I want them to see. And that's the life that I, I want. I don't believe in the the grind and hustle culture because to me, if you're doing that, like are you really making progress? I can't I don't believe that you can make that kind of progress working that long. Like at some point you're doing busy work or you're not building systems or you're not optimizing things or you believe that you have to be busy in order to be successful. And I just don't think that that's necessarily true, right? I think we can build businesses that can run in ways that make us money and are successful without driving ourselves into the ground. It's possible I see people do it and that's what I wanna do. 
Yeah, and I think that more people should be honest with themselves about that. That the twenty four seven hustle grind isn't attainable for most people, and it isn't healthy. Like we're not. And men- it's not healthy, right? It's one hundred percent not healthy. Yeah, and to set that expectation on other people, I could be on the soapbox all day. We could have a whole podcast about <laughs> how I feel about that. But and there's a lot of people leading in the space, right, who talk about these things, right? It's not I didn't make this up. It's another thing I didn't make up. Um, there's plenty right. of super successful people. Jenna Kutcher again is coming to mind for me on this one, but there's plenty of people who talk about how we like we run our businesses and we work hard in those time slots so we can then get back to living it's not the other way around we don't build our lives around our business we build our business around the lives we want right that's why you want to entrepreneur right like so you can exactly yeah or at least from the outside that's the benefit totally yeah or one of the biggest biggest benefits is getting to have more life in that work-life balance Right. And this is not to shame people right, who, who don't want to be an entrepreneur either. That's not that was not the point of my soapbox rant that I just went on. No. Either. And I mean, I, 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 as much as I am inspired by you always, uh, I'm good not being an entrepreneur. That's fine. <laughs> but I think that, that, that this idea of we don't need to grind all the time is applicable outside of entrepreneurship, right? That we don't need to necessarily be working or be married to our job whatever that job is to lead a successful or a fulfilling, I think successful is the wrong word. I think to lead a fulfilling life. Totally. hundred percent agree. I'm glad we took this lightning round into a not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. We just, you know, we just blew up the lightning round. It's fine. No worries. We blew up the lightning round. Typical. (laughs) See, rather than a fight in the lightning round, we took this lovely uh, tangent and it was awesome. We get to talk yep. about fun things. All right. Well, that is all I have today for the Dreamer in the Details podcast. Dylan, thank you so much. You're such a lovely guest. And I honestly, I cannot wait to have you back on uh, my podcast. Um, yeah, just- it's such an honor that you would share this podcast platform that you so diligently built with me. I did get comments though from people being like, Jenna was great as, as the host. Don't make the texture. Don't get attached. <laughs> yes, I need everybody to know. All jokes, I'm not hijacking this podcast for real. <laughs> you would never. No, this is all. All in good fun. Jenna all is in such good a great fun. She is the most organized person, and she is the only person I trust to keep me on track and also force me to do these podcasts where I want to crawl out of my skin because I can't imagine that I am the guest. Like, I try to do the least amount of talking. And these ones are the ones where I have to do all the talking. So Jenna's the person I trust the most to make sure that I'm being interesting and coherent and also forcing me to do it. So Yeah, it's really the forcing you to do it that I'm really good at, I think. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, you know, I love you and I can't wait to hear the podcast. I love you too. Thank you for uh, guest host. We're going to guest hosting, I suppose. We don't give you too much more. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Dreamer in the Details. We're so happy to have you with us. You can follow along with us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. And if you subscribe, you'll get all the new episodes sent directly to your feed. 
You can get in touch with me at Dylan in the details on Instagram or Dylan in the details.com, which is my website. I'd love to hear your feedback and we hope to see you again next time.